Life is about core memories, creating moments with your friends, with your kids that you guys will never forget. And we have one right in our backyard here, Atlanta United. I can't stress this enough to you guys. If you haven't gone, it is the most spectacular sports event in Atlanta. The crowd is wild. They never sit down. It is electric. It is an amazing event each and every week. And the games are right down the street. It is Atlanta. Go online. Get your tickets today. ATLUTD.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to listen to the full Burt Show every day, uninterrupted, with no ads? Become a bonus Burt Show subscriber. Find out more at theburtshow.com slash bonus BS. The Burt Show. So Mikey's got some friends here, our phone screener slash producer. Mikey, messy Mikey's got some friends that are upset, and you understand where they're coming from. I know exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> I had this coming for a long time. It's a tale as old as time. My friends are mad at me because I'm spending too much time with the lady. Oh, here we go. Heard of it? Here we go. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, give us the history here of you and your boys. Is there right. four of you, five of you? Uh, How many in this pack? A million of them, whatever. <laughs> um, but... The thing is, I'm a hypocrite, too, because I've had friends do this, and I've been mad at them, and now I'm the idiot doing it. I'm the jerk. So (laughs) I started dating my lady about a year ago. At that time, everyone's happy for me. They want me to hang out with her as much as I please. Now we're a little over a year, and they're sick of it, and they finally made it vocal to me. I knew that this time was coming, too. I knew that I knew that it was coming. They had intervention with you? Yeah, they, not even quite. It was more like we were talking about a different guy who got a lady, and now they never see him, and they're all just mad about it. And then it was the awkward lull whenever I knew that everyone realized, oh, yeah, Mikey's that same exact guy. And uh, I had to call it out. I said, yes, I know. I know. I'm a jerk, too. That's what I do. Um, Yeah, I don't know. It's There's so many parts to this because... (laughs) Yes, Abby, do you have a question? Uh, (laughs) Did you have your hand up? That's what we do here when we want to, like, throw in something to the conversation. Yes, thank you, Teacher Mikey. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, this is so comforting for me to hear because as a girl, we always get on our girlfriends when they ditch us for their boyfriends. And we always just thought it was a girl thing. Like, admittedly, we're like, our girls are leaving us again. Like, the guys never do this to the dudes because dudes are always, you know, like complaining about how they have to spend too much time with their women, but, like, girls are a little bit more clingy. So the fact that this is roles reversed and it's not just a girl thing that we have to deal with makes me feel a lot better about my friend groups. Oh, yeah. And Mikey's right here. I mean, it's the same thing on the guy side. Mm-hmm. Um, my son, Hollisway, and he was dating a girl. He was telling me a bunch of his high school dude friends were saying the exact same. It, it doesn't go away. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, so if you had to break up your time, like, how much time do you spend with your lady and how much time do you spend with your with your bros? I can tell you how much I do. I don't know how much I should, but it's like six days with the lady, 
one day with the friends. Fridays and, are for the guys, right? Yeah. That's, 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 that's it's Saturdays are for the boys. Yeah. <laughs> but see, the thing is, we're going downtown where I got no inspiration anymore. If we go downtown... Mm-hmm. With the potential for me, it used to be up here, anything could happen. Now it's down here. I can drink as much beer as one man can stand, but that's not that fulfilling. So, and you're not looking to hook up, which, I mean, generally is three-fourths of the reasons a dude your age goes out. Yeah, I wouldn't admit it before, but I'll admit it now. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that changes mo- the whole game for going out most- with you in a happy relationship. Yeah. There's like no that's point right. in doing it. Right. Yeah. That's that's what most of the fun is about going downtown. Now you're just drinking a bunch of beer and <laughs> feeling sad, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and there's see, it, it's it's complicated because do most of your dudes have girlfriends? No. Yeah, they're, they're good at finding women downtown. And there's another <laughs> problem is that we go downtown. They're mad at me. So we all go together. We're together as a group. Then they go and find a bunch of women. I'm stuck there alone. <laughs> it's like they switched it on me. Just looking stupid, sitting on yeah. your hands. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yep. See, it changes, I think, when these dudes end up in relationships and everybody gets to go out together and there's a great vibe, which is tough, too, because trying to find a couple that, where you like the dude and the woman in it, that's really difficult, too. Yeah, and you don't want to be the guy who's constantly bringing his girlfriend everywhere to like to all the events with the guys. Yes. So, I don't know. I'm in quite the pickle. <laughs> have you have you told your lady this? Oh, yeah, she knows. And, she, and she her knows. thoughts? It's her fault. Yeah. But no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too fun to be around. Yeah. Has she encouraged you to hang out with your boys more? Or is she yeah, like, no. no, that's a them problem? No, she, she's good about it. Like, last weekend we all went out. She got a ride home, like, early in the night so I could stay out with everybody else, uh-huh. which is good. But it's not even about her, really. I... I want to be around somebody who's not like hawking loogies and smelling horrible. Yeah. Like she's cooking me a full course meal, or I could go eat like ramen noodles and drink a bunch of beer. It's an easy decision, but you sometimes got to do it. The guys can't; they can't compete with all that. I don't yeah. think you should stress it. I think you should let it play out. I never got this. I never got why my male friends would get jealous when I would prefer to hang out with my lady, like you said, who smells better. Like, they want me to sit yeah. in the room with them and play 2K, <laughs> smell yeah. like socks in there. Like, no, I want to be with my girl. I don't think you should sweat it one, one bit. I do. I, you know what, though? I'm going to argue the other side here because I did appreciate my dude time quite a bit also. Yeah. And it's so rare, I mean super rare, for you to be able to find either a man or a woman that can be, you can hook up with and be with and date and also be around your friends all the time that they totally accept and they can be themselves around. Yeah. Because like it or not, the dudes change just a little bit when there's a woman around. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. It, br- <laughs> it brings it down a little. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to do? How are you going to try to balance it out? Uh, I'm going to d- spend, I'm going to act like I'm getting better and then I'm going to relapse again. <laughs> that's, how you it. Yep, yep. that's it. That's yep. totally it. The Burt Show. So it has been a debate on this show now for some time where we were all going around the room trying to figure out what our hobbies were. Some of us have none. When Kristen said hers is watching TV. Correct. It's something I enjoy doing in my leisure time. Hobbies don't have to be physical. um, Like, you know, you don't have to be physically active for your hobby. There's definitely hobbies that are physically active. But I believe that television watching is a hobby. It sparked many a conversation, especially if you're watching a show with your significant other. I feel like when my husband and I both really got into Game of Thrones and like every Sunday night, 
9 o'clock, HBO was on. We were on the couch watching it together. That was a hobby for us. Um, you also said that um, parenting is a hobby. Well, that's a sad hobby. <laughs> <laughs> you think parenting is a hobby, not a job? No, it's not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a way of life now. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Cassie, because we have argued with Kristen. I think Mo and I were the most vocal about this. Like, that, watching TV is not a hobby. It's just a, it's a checkout. It's a waste of time. It, I can't exactly put my finger on why I feel that way, but it just does not feel like a hobby. It, it doesn't feel like you're um, being creative or accomplishing anything. There's no goal. You're just like sitting there watching TV. It doesn't feel hobbyish. Well, a hobby to me doesn't necessarily, and maybe we have definitions messed up, doesn't mean that there necessarily has to be a goal. That's why I think that I haven't gotten a hobby dysfunctionally is that I'm so goal-oriented that everything has to have a purpose. Whereas with a hobby, I think it's, I'm with you. Like it's, there's got to be something going on. I'm creative. I'm engaging with my mind. It's, I'm, I'm allowed to check out, but I could be also describing TV. You were 100% describing TV. And my thing is, if reading a book is a hobby, if going to the movies, watching cinema, appreciating cinema is a hobby, why can't television be a hobby? Would we consider reading a book or reading a hobby? I guess we would. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. If someone asked me what I like to do, I would say reading. And that's a hobby is an activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. But to hit your points about being creative or not feeling productive, I think I have found an answer that explains why some people don't see watching TV as a hobby and maybe we need to think about it differently. So there's this Instagram account I follow that I love. It's S you should care about, except the S is spelled Mm -hmm. out. And it's a mix of like important world events put in a very pop culture lens and then also polls about Harry Styles. So it's really fun mix up, but they posted something about what do you do for fun? And she writes, so what do you do for fun? I asked a new friend a month ago. She looked at me over her Americano and said, honestly, my main hobby is probably consuming media. I practically yelled, same, and told her that when I realized that consuming media was one of my hobbies, it changed my life. I used to hate being asked about my interests, never feeling like they were legitimate hobbies or a good use of my time. Spoiler, if you enjoy something, that's a good enough use of your time. And as much as I hate to admit it, I probably only felt confident enough to classify content consumption and creation, I guess, as one of my hobbies when it actually became my job. One of capitalism's poisons is making us believe that all our hobbies should or can be monetized. But because I, a single 26-year-old person in the world, am not stronger than this, my hobby didn't feel legitimate until I made it productive and it became my job. I may not have felt as strongly if I hadn't just read something by Anne Helen Peterson called Who Gets Quality Leisure, where she talks about the fact that men's hobbies, for example, like golf, take them away from the home and typically take hours, while women's hobbies... Reading, knitting, cooking are often bound to the home because we're still expected to be looking after children or doing other general private sphere things during our leisure time. So is the foundation of this entire theory that her hobby is consuming content, meaning she's scrolling on TikTok or Instagram, that's her hobby? Or like me or TV, yes, consuming media and that she didn't feel like it was okay until it became her job because she does social media. And then it was like, now it's productive. Now it's legitimatized in, in the eyes of everybody. But it's okay. And she finally met a friend who said, consuming media is my hobby. So TV, <laughs> books, TikTok, reels, social. Because people put a lot of effort into some TikToks. They're educational. They can be like mini cinema shorts. And so she just goes on basically to say, 
as modern civilization developed and expanded, women were responsible for the domestic sphere, so they sought out activities in those spaces in which they were tethered. Men were allowed to and expected to circulate in the public sphere. And basically, the long story short is women's hobbies have been dismissed, whereas men's hobbies, as a general rule, I'm very, very much generalizing here, are seen as legitimate because they are productive. So men don't even really get to have hobbies where they sit on the couch and zone out because it doesn't feel productive mm-hmm. to you. In Which like, is why you struggle so yeah. hard to find, like, to be comfortable within right. a hobby. Right, because right, right. society has told you, you need to always be productive. And then women have developed hobbies close to the home because society has said, eh, that's where you belong. And so TV watching is very much a hobby. The whole point is we've got to throw that whole thing out the window. Whatever you do that brings you joy in your free time is a hobby. It TV! Does not have to make money. Or scrolling through TikTok or Instagram. I'm calling BS on that. <laughs> no that way. That is not a hobby. Yeah, it, it is. That is a complete and total waste of your brain. According to you. Yeah, it's, but a, it's... A lot of hobbies are a waste of your brain, though. <laughs> That's where you're getting it twisted. A hobby doesn't have to not be a waste of your brain or waste... You can call it a waste of time. It's still a hobby. Okay. Yeah. So if your kids are on TikTok scrolling for four hours a day, you should compliment them today and say, hey, I'm just happy that you have a, a if, hobby. If your kid was doing knitting for four hours a day, would you not be like, hey, let's try something else? If they were doing one activity for that long every day, you would say, let's try some other things and too much time doing anything is unhealthy. If my husband was playing golf four hours a day every day, we'd have to sit down and have a talk. But the consumption of, like, if you're if your hobby was drinking liquor, okay, I would say that's not healthy for you, right? That's not a hobby. That's not healthy for you. Consuming that much social media, if you're calling it a hobby and you're doing your quote unquote hobby every day is not good for you. But we're, you're getting it twisted. I'm, we're, no one's saying you have a free pass to do it as long as you want. We're just saying it is a hobby. So if you do it for an hour every day, that's a hobby. And it's healthy to only consume it for an hour every day. Yeah, that's the problem is you can't consume it for an hour every day. <laughs> well, that's a different debate. The Burt Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Burt Show's entertainment buzz. Have you ever had to go really out of your way for someone like a boss or a significant other? Or maybe it's your kid. Like maybe your child likes this one really specific brand of yogurt. Your kid's like, Mom, I've got school tomorrow and I want peach yogurt. So you go to that one Publix that you know that always has that peach yogurt. And when you show up, it's not there. Oh, no. So you have to scope high and low within a 50-mile radius for all the peach yogurts in at any Publix. And finally, you find the peach yogurt. And you bring it home. And you bring it to your kid. And you said, here is that peach yogurt you wanted so much. And then your kid looks at you and goes... I don't want that yogurt anymore. I don't. I don't like yogurt anymore. I don't want it. Sounds about right. I that's, think that's like with a toddler. That's how toddlers are. <laughs> that's how I think Halle Berry's probably feeling right about now. So Netflix has scrapped one of the films from Halle's multi-picture deals with Netflix. It's a science fiction drama called The Mothership. They finished filming in 2021, but they've had so many post-production delays. Netflix is like, yeah, we're kind of over this, so let's just scrap <laughs> it. This actually isn't the only movie this, that this has happened to. Warner Bros. Uh, did it first. They pulled Coyote versus Acme, Batgirl, and Scoob, a holiday haunt. So apparently this is a way to secure tax write-offs, but it's not the end for Hallie. She's got, again, like I said, a multi-picture deal with Netflix. They already released one in 2020, and her next one is called The Union. So I wonder if in the contract you... I'm certain you get some kind of compensation for your work, but if it doesn't get released, do you think it's a different salary? 
I think you probably don't. Maybe she was going to get more like once it released, like, hey, if it gets a certain milestone on Netflix, like maybe you make top five, we'll give you a bajillion dollar bonus. So really, I kind of feel like maybe Hallie's not losing that much. But if you're excited about a project and you're putting your heart and your soul into it as an artist to see all that hard work to just be like, eh, for not, it would suck. No, I, I feel like you're you're paid not to release the movie. You're paid to do the movie. In a lot of cases, though, they get paid uh, at least on bonuses. Yes. on how many people will either watch it, stream it, or go to the theater and see it. So You're probably definitely losing out on some compensation, yeah. but I mean, I'm I'm sure she she probably did get paid handsomely, um, but it it that's such a bummer that you put all that hard work into something and nobody's going to see it. Unless you're or maybe paid. it's for the good thing. Uh, I, was about, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I saw Holly Berry last couple movies. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a good thing. She caught a break. Huh? Yeah, she did. Maybe she's relieved. She's like, people don't actually have to see it. But for me as an artist, like I would not, it would make me reluctant, uh, if I'm being honest, to put my all into the other movies because who's to say that whatever movie I do next, you're not just going to scrap. Like right. if you did it to one, you could do it to all of them. You'd but. have to say to yourself over and over again, I can't control all that, so I'm giving my all here and whatever happens, happens. But that would take a level of maturity I don't have. Not me either. <laughs> all right, if you're being honest with yourself, are you actually friends with your exes? So Kelly Clarkson and Common got in a, a debate on her talk show and Common says he's got no problem being friends with his ex-girlfriends. Can you be friends with an ex? Yes, I could definitely be friends with an ex. I mean... Like, how long was the relationship? I mean, I've been friends with a lot of exes that I've had, and they've been long relationships, because most of them end pretty good. I mean, we go through stuff at the beginning of the breakup, but then once we come to our grounds, it's like, we we, we good people, we cool people. Shocking that women want to stay in touch with comments <laughs> after they break out. Really, really shocking. And, and you don't have a choice. His, his exes make up half of the Hollywood population. There's nobody else to be friends with. He can't avoid them. No. Let's chew on this for a second. Can they, Abby? Can you be friends with an ex? Should so you be friends with an ex? It's funny. I remember I was dating a guy a couple of years back, and we were sitting at a bar. And this is maybe like our second time going out together. And this guy had gotten around the block because literally every 10 minutes, a girl would walk in. Jacksonville's a pretty small town and he would be like oh yeah I used to go out with that girl oh, I, used to, I used to hook up with that girl and they would like come over give him a high five and then walk back and I'm like how can you do like to me I'm like once we're done we're done because mainly because I've always had like bad endings so maybe if it ends better but I don't know it's just always so awkward for me yeah I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people that once the door's closed bye-bye mm -hmm. I think you can be, depending on how passionate the relationship was and how the ending was. I was friends with an ex for a while, but I, as I've gotten older, I just didn't see the point. So yeah. I could do it, but I choose not to. I changed my opinion on it. Definitely. It, once the door is closed, it should stay closed. Because then when you start dating somebody else, then there's insecurities that are going around and you've been where she should only be. And it's just, to me, it opens up the door for drama. Yeah. And also, like... I, the I think the older you get to, the more discerning you are about your friends and who you're able to hang out with. Yeah. And you have, you just, you feel like you have less time. <laughs> so having an ex as a friend, mm -hmm. no, I, I will appreciate what we had, but we're going to leave it in the past. <laughs> All right. A beloved late night host is making a comeback to his popular comedy central show. I'll tell you who returns to TV soon on your next eBuzz on the Burt Show. The Burt Show. Everybody, once you engage in a relationship or you're thinking about quote unquote settling down, you fear that you're going to lose your freedom, right? I think guys are probably hypersensitive to that. But how 
can you navigate through a relationship without mm. totally being fearful of losing your freedom if you're a guy? Yeah, guys, if you want your woman to leave you alone, there's one word I want you to meditate on. It's the one thing that deep down all women want, and that word is security. Mm-hmm. Deep down, all women want to do is feel safe and secure physically and emotionally in their relationships. And if you can provide that according to the Know That Self podcast, women will become less clingy. What's one thing that you feel like men really don't understand about women? How much fear women are in all the time. Women live on this earth almost like prey animals. There's vigilance. a constant vigilance and a constant sensation of unsafety in women. So the relationships that I notice that are the very most successful, that what the man is essentially doing as a second nature is consistently, I mean constantly, reassuring. So if men had that same attitude towards the women in their lives, believe me, they would have good relationships. And also, the women in their lives would tolerate more distance. It's the paradox effect in relationships. The stronger container and the stronger level of security and presence you can give a person a sensation of, the more tolerance for autonomy they have. Which men also crave that sense of freedom of autonomy. Exactly. Yeah. But like most people who want autonomy, you're like, I need to fight for my autonomy. Right. And by doing that, you're creating a stage five clinger. It's like that does a man from seeing freedom as as many options as you can on the platter of life versus depth of commitment and yeah. the freedom that comes from that. It makes a lot of sense. It's yes, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of obvious if uh-huh. you think about it. Like if you if you make somebody feel secure in a relationship, they're going to have more trust and therefore you're going to have more freedom. If you make somebody feel insecure in a relationship, they're going to want to know where you are every day, every hour of every minute and want to be by your side at all times for fear that you're going to do something untrustworthy. 100%, but it feels opposite like, "Oh, I have to give my woman more attention if I want mm-hmm. freedom." Yeah. But really that's how it is. Just make her feel safe emotionally and she's not going to constantly be texting you at 2 a.m. while you're out with the boys. Our intern Haley wants in on this. Okay, go. Yeah, so I'm in a long distance relationship, but there's so much security in the relationship that I mean, he can go out to the club with his hockey team till four in the morning. I can sleep sound mm-hmm. as a baby. My friend who's also in a long distance relationship, she will text me, he's going out to the club tonight, like what do I do? And I'm like tell him to have fun. I don't know what to tell you. Like, yeah. And she's like, but his, his roommate might bring a girl home and I'm like, what does that have to do with him though? Nothing if it, if it doesn't have anything to do with him, then it shouldn't. You're wise beyond your years, woman. Yeah. Wise beyond your years. Listen, I'm I'm safe. I'm secure. I'm I'm good. Wow, well, must be nice. Rub it in a little more, Haley. <laughs> I love my happy, healthy relationship with my hockey player boyfriend. You know what? He lives in Missouri, so I struggle a little bit. Right? <laughs> yeah, you got to choose your struggle. Yeah. All right. Today is follow up Thursday. Sometimes we just have loose ends here, and you guys are like, eh, 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 I need to know. And this is the one where um, the one that got away was the ex fiance, and she wanted to get back with him. You guys remember this one? Um, so what happened back in December of 2021? After two years of dating, Mark proposed to Blaine. She was excited about their future together until she found out her parents were getting a divorce. Her views on marriage changed and she started getting cold feet in her own relationship. She broke things off with Mark, but she never stopped thinking about him. She reached out to connect. uh, She reached out to us so we could reconnect her with Mark. He agreed to meet up with Blaine. And things went well. They went on back-to-back dates. But she was hesitant to go out with him again because she knew he was dating somebody else. After five years of not speaking, she expected him to ditch who he was dating for her. Well, uh, we all said that she needed to treat treat this as a fresh start and see where things go. Are the two still seeing each other? The update. After reconnecting with Mark and going out those few times, things didn't work out for us. 
I genuinely tried to be okay with the fact that he was dating someone else. But deep down, sharing someone I had such a history with wasn't my style. And I found it increasingly difficult. I really tried, but I couldn't shake the feeling of being insulted by the situation. The history we shared seemed too significant to be treated casually or in the way you'd handle a new situation. So, I told him that if, that if and when we've, he found out him, himself totally single again, we could consider trying to rebuild what we once had. But we'd have to both be committed and trying to trying and not casually. He continued dating that other person, and it ended several months later. He, of course, called me <laughs> and wanted to give things a try. However, by then, I was already in my current relationship. I'm pretty happy right now. It wasn't about to mess things up with someone so great when things seemed so uncertain with Mark. As far as I know, Mark is still single. Who knows what the future holds for either of us. However, I'm pretty happy and thinking things work out the way they do for a reason. You can't even jumpstart. You can't even start a relationship unless the timing is right. Yeah. And here they're going back and forth. There's there's nothing here. Yeah, I completely agree. And I always wonder why people stay in relationships where they're kind of like iffy about, you know, somebody and what they're doing and the choices they're making when just get out of the relationship because there's probably somebody a better fit for you just around the corner. And I think this is the perfect example of that. Y'all agree? I feel the same exact way. I, I agree with Abby. I think people stay in things too long for whatever reason. And obviously the universe has led you to something better. And I'm proud of her for like, she, she was in a newer relationship. She could have ditched that guy so quickly and got mm-hmm. back with Mark, but she's like, no, this is going well, and I'm I'm not going to risk that, and she's she's holding her ground. Intern Haley, get in there. Yeah, I don't think the grass isn't always greener on the other side. I'm glad she didn't end things with the current guy for what could be with, mm-hmm. you know, this old fling. I think I think the grass isn't always greener on the other side, and if she had gone back in that relationship, she would have been like, oh, crap, like I gave up something <laughs> good. Yup. Are you looking for excitement in Atlanta. Well, you got it right down the street at Mercedes-Benz. That's where Atlanta United plays. And I've been telling you for years, it's one of the most exciting nights that you will have with your family. Soccer is different. It's just different than going to a football game, baseball game. There is no downtime. I mean, the excitement lasts the entire game at an Atlanta United match. And it doesn't even matter if you're really, really into soccer or not. I'll tell you one way to get into soccer. Just go to one Atlanta United game and you will get caught up in the excitement so much that you'll become a lifelong fan. I'm telling you this right now. I love bringing my son Hollis there. I love bringing his friends there. I know it's going to be a safe family event, and I know I'm going to walk out of there. I got some memories now with my kids. So don't look any further. You got one of the best soccer teams in the country right here in our own backyard, Atlanta United. Just give it one try, Atlanta United. You can always get your tickets at atlutd.com. If you're looking for somewhere to celebrate, whether it be a birthday or a graduation or an anniversary, May I recommend an Atlanta United match? So my husband and I just celebrated our seventh wedding anniversary. He is a massive Atlanta United fan. So, of course, we decided to go to a match at Mercedes-Benz Stadium and had the best time. I'm telling you, if you're a super fan, if you're a casual fan, going to an Atlanta United match is a great way to celebrate. My husband got to watch a great match, and I got to enjoy delicious wine, and I also may have gone to the team shop and got myself a new sweatshirt. I'm very excited about my new Atlanta United sweatshirt. (laughs) And kudos to Atlanta's fan base, because every time we ride Marta to go down to a match, it is packed full of people wearing their Atlanta United 
related gear. Visit ATLUTD.com for tickets and also for the match schedule. That's ATLUTD.com. Hey, y'all. It's Katie here from The Bird Show. Pride unites us all, and so does Atlanta United. That's why I'm giving you the chance to win a spot in The Bird Show's Pride Night Suite in celebration of Pride Month. That's right. Join me and The Bird Show crew on Sunday, June 2nd, as Atlanta United takes on the fierce rival, Charlotte FC, with kickoff at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We need to beat Charlotte, so we will be loud and proud. Believe that. Oh, and by the way, did I mention Atlanta United is giving away a -a one-of-a-kind Pride-inspired towel, plus a $5 donation to Lost and Found Youth, an Atlanta-based nonprofit that provides services to the LGBTQ plus youth, which is included with your Pride Night ticket pack. Remember, to enter for your chance to win a spot in the Bird Show's Pride Night Suite, head over to thebirdshow.com. To guarantee your tickets and Pride towel, go to atlutd.com and click the Promotional Packs tab for more details. Can't wait to see you all there June 2nd at 4.30 p.m. Together, we are Atlanta. Atlanta United. See you there. The Bird Show. Intern Haley, while we're here, you can't walk into the studio with a pickle slut t-shirt on <laughs> and not give us the history behind the shirt before we get into um, the meat of you breaking into your grandfather's car. So it's funny because um, I'm quite I'm quite the opposite of a pickle slut, really. I've been in a relationship for Are almost two and a half years. Wait, what is the opposite? <laughs> so, pickle prude. Okay, so sense. she's saving her pickles for marriage. <laughs> no, I I hate pickles so much. It's my biggest fear. Um, like you hate them, like you just detest the taste of them, or you actually I, have a like legitimate I, fear? Like I'm actually starting to feel anxious right now talking about it. Do you, can we trace back where your fear yeah, comes so, from? Well, it was at Jesus camp, and all bad things come from Jesus camp, but my mom dropped me off at this camp because it was free. They just asked for donations. So I was being dropped off for a week away with my sleeping bag, a pound of ground beef as a donation, and a dream. And so, <laughs> what, what was the dream? So the dream was maybe I'll make friends. I don't know. I didn't have many friends when I was younger, but... It's, I'm starting to put that together. <laughs> wow. Anyway. Welcome to the bird show. Yeah. And yet you guys can't get enough of me. So. Hey, you walked in here. We didn't invite you. Um, <laughs> but there was like a little snack shack and all of my friends got like a pickle on a stick from the snack area, you know, in between meals. And I was like, man, I want to like pickles so bad. So I'm just going to force myself to like a pickle. So I get a pickle from the snack shack. I take one bite and then I am dry heaving by the creek <laughs> that we all swim in for the next hour. I'm just on my knees gagging. And it was such a terrible experience that I was like, I don't even want to look at another pickle ever again. Ew. If this isn't a life lesson for everybody listening, it's like stop forcing yourself to be something you're not to make friends. Yeah. Be true to yourself. Be a pickle prude, not a pickle slut. <laughs> Is a food phobias a real thing? Like, I know oh, there yeah. are some oh, foods you don't so. like, but I mean, a legit pho- phobia? Like, if I put a pickle right here, oh, you would I, legit freak out. I would look, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to look in your direction, honestly. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, wow. I am obsessed with the show The Challenge, and everybody knows Jimmy on The Challenge has a fear of ketchup. A legit fear. A legit fear. Not, and that, I just don't like ketchup. No. I don't like the way it tastes. A fear of. Her ex-boyfriend, he was drunk and he was being mean, and he squirted ketchup on her, and she lost her <laughs> ass. Like, she was shaking, and she was crying, and she was freaking out, and she's like, you know how I feel about ketchup! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's a thing. Pickles could be used as a weapon against me, for <laughs> sure. If, if we want to put intern Haley like in a room full of pickles, I have a direct line. Oh my, my brother lives in Mount Olive, North Carolina. <laughs> 
home of Mount Olive Pickles. <laughs> they brought me a big assortment pack for Christmas of pickles. I don't even like pickles. God, the tentacles been, of his contacts. He got a pickle plug. <laughs> but we can get, they make, I bet, 30 different kinds of pickles. And we can put them all around. Tommy, I'm getting hot flashes right now. This is not good. Let's not traumatize the interns. Is there anybody listening right now that also has a food phobia? Not something that you dislike, but if you see a piece of cauliflower, it freaks you out. Or a tomato, like you say. Like, it's more than not liking it. Like, I don't like goat cheese, but if it's in front of me, I'm not going to go, ah! (laughs) Goat cheese, get it out of here! So, I mean, it is a phobia for all food, though. It's sebophobia. And then the fear of pickles specifically has a name as well. It's tubari phobia. Tubari. I need to learn that. Tubari phobia? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that people could be just legitimately fearful of a food. I'm going to get that either. word tattooed <laughs> yeah. on me. Now you need I'm a shirt that says tubari phobia slut. Yeah. <laughs> there go. If I had a phobia, it would be Goldschlager more than anything else. Oh, that's understandable. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that that's wouldn't hurt quite a bit. Okay, so now let's move on. Uh, yes. You stole your grandfather's car? <laughs> I did. Um, so he lives up in Talking Rock, Georgia, little town, and um, he goes to Hawaii every year for like around Thanksgiving to the middle of January. So it's about two months that he's in Hawaii every year. He lives alone. He's, you know, I make I make it a point to go see him once a week for dinner. Um, and we had family come into town this past Christmas, and they wanted to take a little weekend trip up to Helen, Georgia for, you know, if you don't know, it's like this little Germanish alpine village, very cute to visit. And they wanted to go, but we didn't have enough cars to let them borrow one of our cars to go up. So I said, well, my grandfather's out of town. Like, why don't we borrow his car? Like, I'll call him up and ask, because he always says, anything you need when I'm out of town, if you need a place to stay, just go. <laughs> So I call him. I couldn't get a hold of him. He has terrible service where he's staying. And I'm like, I'm sure it's fine. So my mom and I, she's under the impression that this is all approved and taken care of. I'm like, yeah, he said yes, for sure. (laughs) So we make a day of it. We go up to Talking Rock and we have dinner at my favorite restaurant up there that he goes to every day. And it's about 20 minutes into the dinner when I realize I don't have the key to his house because we needed his house key to get in to get the extra set of car keys to take the car. So it was about 20 minutes in, I realized I don't have the house key and we are 60 miles away. And so I am thinking of ways, I'm like, how do I tell her that we just drove 60 miles and I don't even have the house key to get in? (laughs) And not only that, but my stepdad couldn't even bring the house key to us because I had my car keys with me. So I had the wrong set of keys. He couldn't even bring the house keys to me. So we said, let's see if a neighbor has a key or like, let's still go and see if there's any other way to get into this house. So we're going around back of the house and we notice there's a window cracked open, like under the basement, like in that really creepy crawl area. No one wants to go. And then we hear these dogs barking and like charging towards us and growling. And we're like, this is just one sign after another that we should not take this car. But I was like, you know, we need to get in. We need to get these house keys, get the car and go. And I'm sure he'll say yes when I can get a hold of him. I know for a fact he will. <laughs> I'm the beneficiary of his life insurance, all right? Mm-hmm. He'll let me borrow sure. his car. Um, so I tried to get the window open, but it's been set in this place for like 100 million years. Like this window was not going to open even though it was already cracked. So I get my hands under the window and I try to lift and I try to lift and that's not working. So I turn around and I put my back to the window and I kind of try and lift with my hands behind my back up because I just thought I'd have more force mm-hmm. that way. Um, and I did, and the window opened, um, but at the same time, my shoulder, 
slams into the window frame and I start screaming. I'm in excruciating pain. Neighbors start turning lights on in the houses and I'm like, oh, we gotta, we gotta go. So I just fall into the basement through this window. My shoulder's probably shattered, I'm sure, at this point. I go up, I get the car keys. We get the car, we start driving out and then we're on the road about a mile away from his house driving home and we see just a bunch of police cars like <laughs> kind of like going past us very quickly. And I'm like, I'm sure that's not for us. Like, there's no way. But I wasn't going to stick around to find out. So we we go, and eventually I get a hold of him the next day. And I'm like, hey, can we borrow your car? He's like, yeah, sure, go right ahead. You know, you have the house key. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can <laughs> I can do it, no problem. We had already had the car for over 24 hours. <laughs> but you had predicted right, though. I did. I yeah. knew it was going to be yeah. fine. I knew it was going to be fine. Outside the felony, no problem here. No problem. <laughs> I had my arm in a sling for like a week. I couldn't lift my arm because of how bad my shoulder was. Oh, the Bird Show. When is a better time to talk about how the bill is going to be paid after the first date to avoid this situation of a dude in Miami last week? Why are you splitting the bill? Well, I mean, it's our first date, so I thought we should maybe go half. I can't believe you made us split the bill. I mean, you ordered an appetizer that I didn't even touch. Why do you think that I should pay for Okay, but you asked me out. Yeah, I know, but you ordered something you that I did You asked me out. All right, I'll just take you home. All right, see ya. Bye. So they're having some tension, and he does what 25-year-olds do now, and breaks out his camera and starts recording it. <laughs> um, so the question really isn't, because <clears throat> we've had this debate many times, who's supposed to get, who's supposed to pick up the tab? Should we go halves on it? When do you have that conversation rather than assuming that because the person asked you out, they were going to pick up the bill? Because clearly, time and time again, that doesn't work. I think it's totally fine to talk about it on the date. Like when the bill comes out, just look at a, the other person and say, do you want to split this? I think the only reason there's tension and there's any kind of like blow up like we've seen in this video is the entitlement that I think a lot of people have going into a date. Well, I fully believe in chivalry and like I totally want a man to pay for me. I think... The way you respond to the splitting the bill tells me everything I need to know about your character. I, I think it, it the first date is probably when you should have it because of, like Abby said, the entitlement today. Uh, I don't. I think personally, if you ask for the date, whether you're the, the man or the woman, I think you should pre be prepared to pay mm -hmm. for the date. But I don't think you should ever go on a date assuming that the other person is going to pay just because they asked either. So... I think you should pay if you ask, but I don't think you should ever assume that the other person is just going to pay for you. But isn't it kind of mutual? Like if you're on a dating app, you're both looking for a date, right? Or if you're on, you know, Hinge, Bumble, whatever, and you're going back and forth and you have some chemistry, regardless of who makes the move first, uh -huh. like if she said yes, like <clears throat> that was that was the stipulation of being on the dating app is to find somebody to go on a date with. So for the first date, um, if you want to split, I, I mean... I think she's in the wrong. I, I always just assumed I was paying. And if she insisted or she suggested it, I was like, oh, you get the next one. And then I got the second one. And then probably the <laughs> third one. And negotiated my way out of it because that's just how I feel about it. But um, is there any chance that it should be discussed before you guys actually go out on the date? Could she say, like, hey, I just want to let you know we're splitting this one? Or 
say, like, I don't expect to pay for this? No, I feel like the assumption should be you're going to split the bill. And then if he picks up the tab, then that's a pleasant surprise. I completely agree. I yeah. always offer to split the bill, and then I do that back and forth where I'm like, oh, you're going to pay? Oh, okay, and then he pays. Yeah. Okay. So Julia here has a different dating scenario. She's wondering if she should continue to ditch this guy or date this guy because she just found out the new dude used to date the boss's daughter. She wants to know, should she ditch a date? Make a move or wait? Should she keep him or dump him? She wants to know if she should banish him or be smashing him, bury his bones or jump him. Hello, Julia. Hi. All right, so ditch or date this guy. What's going on with him? Okay, so I recently met this guy while I was out with some friends, uh, and I, I thought we had, you know, instant chemistry. Um, right before my friends and I were about to leave, he asked me out. Of course, I say yes. We went out just this past weekend, and we're supposed to go out again. Uh, I really, really like him so far. We had a great first date. There is one potentially large issue though um during the day we were talking about our jobs and i mentioned the name of the company that i work for and he says it sounds familiar um so later that night after the day he drops me up at home he texts me to say that he figured out why the company sounded familiar and he said his ex-girlfriend's mom works there so i ask her name and it turns out that my boss he is the one he's talking about is her daughter's ex-boyfriend. Uh, Sorry, he is her daughter's ex-boyfriend. I'm trying to do this minority uh, report thing where all, <laughs> all the scenarios are playing out in front of me. Uh, okay, so there's definitely a tie into the boss here. Yeah, so from what I recall hearing, they had a terrible breakup. So now I'm nervous that dating him will affect my job, and I'm just wondering if this is a risk I should take. Hmm. Mm. Julia, when you say a horrible breakup, like cheating, what ha what happened there? He didn't say about cheating. Uh, he didn't say anything about cheating on either side. So I don't think, I feel like he would have mentioned that. I don't think that's it. But it definitely was his choice. It was definitely not uh, an amicable breakup. And I feel like just out of protection for her daughter, I'm going to assume that my boss is still pretty mad about it. Hmm. And I'm just worried that if she got wind and she knew that I knew, that would put me in jeopardy at my job. And I don't know if it's worth it. How would she get but wind? on the other hand, we had such a great first date. How, how would she get wind? I mean, if you think about like a typical like work environment, it's it's none of your boss's business, you know, who you're dating. I mean, it took us, I, I don't know how long before we finally figured out Mo's lady's first name. Like we never would have <laughs> known who she is. Gotta move smart out here. Exactly, right? <laughs> so, I mean, and if you, if you just are protective of the relationship and, you know, keep it, and, and I know with social media and you want to post pictures, et cetera, and I get that stuff, but if, if she's lurking and she brings it to you, that's that's inappropriate conduct from your boss at, at your place of employment. And it's a first date here. I, I, I wouldn't even stress about it yet. Yeah. Continue to go out and worry about it later if it gets that serious. But 
if the first date went so great, which Abby has told us before, that's rare. (laughs) (laughs) Then go for it and see where it lands and worry about it later. Yeah, just enjoy the the fact that you had a great first date. Must be nice. And, you know, I I think the only time you have to worry about it is if he ever hard launches you, which, oh, you forget to that point. You just need to be celebrating. (laughs) And if it gets back to your boss and she makes a big stink, then we can cross that right when we get there. Yeah, don't worry about it right now. Go live your life. Okay. Okay. Go okay. have fun. Go All have right. fun. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Bye-bye. The Bird Show. <laughs> Our intern, Kylie's freaking out a little bit. She knows she's going to be in trouble Ooh. with that. He's going to be so mad at you. Yeah. So I might be hiding <laughs> a couple things from my dad. Um, so I'm not the greatest when it comes to cars or driving cars or really being around cars. So there's two incidents. The first incident happened a couple weeks ago. I was on the way to work here. And, you know, I'm the new intern. I'm worried about being late. I'm trying to get everything done right, trying to, you know, look good, all that stuff. And I get in my car and I'm like, oh, crap, I don't have any gas. I'm going to be late. Mm-hmm. I'm freaking out. So I go to the nearest gas station. It's empty. Obviously, it's 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I'm freaking out. I pull in. And you know those poles, like, right in front of the pump? <laughs> I do. To protect the pump, yes. Right. <laughs> um, I turned a little too tight, and my car gets stuck <gasps> on the pole. Oh. No. And, yeah, so then That's I'm like... That's why those are there. Right, right. <laughs> and so I am like, okay, I'm going to try to back up. Scratch the whole side of my car. Uh, no, no, no. So I'm like, okay. This is your car or this is your dad's car? It's my dad's car. It's your so dad's car. So he owns car. it. So, yeah. It's yeah. the car you drive, but it, your dad has paid right. it. It's I'm in, in college. My, yeah. I'm lucky enough that my dad pays for it. But so I get stuck on it. I'm like, <laughs> let me try to reverse. I scratch the whole side. I'm like, okay, let me try to go forward. Scratch it again. <gasps> then I go back again. And then I go forward. Then I go back. And I'm like, yeah, I'm you're just, basically just rubbing up against right. this pole. I am. Yes. I am. And I'm freaking out. And I'm like, and I'm going to be late to work. And so then huh. I like, just, I'm like, you're going to have to go full throttle off the pole. So I just go forward <laughs> off the pole. And then I'm like, okay, that problem's done. Now I need to get gas. And then I try to get gas. The gas station's closed and the pump wasn't oh, no. working. No. Yeah, wow. so that that was the first incident, and I was like, okay, it doesn't look that bad. I'm just not going to say anything. So then... Wait, you scraped it back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and you're telling us, it don't look that bad. I mean, it, it didn't look pretty, but was it like... I was like, maybe I could like... I don't just know. park it on one. My my kid tried this. He scratched uh, one side of his car, and I noticed that he started parking on the other side of the sidewalk. Yeah. So when I looked out the window, I couldn't see that side of the car. Yeah. How yeah, long like, did he get away with that? Uh, two three hours. <laughs> Didn't make much sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm like up at college, so I'm like maybe he'll just never find out. But yeah, so I'm I just let that one go, and then actually a week ago today. I'm at school and I'm in the parking lot. I just got out of class. I'm a little stressed out. And there's a giant like truck behind me blocking me from backing up. And I'm like, turn around. I'm looking at them. I'm like, hey, like, can you move? (laughs) They like slightly move forward. I'm like, okay, that's perfect. So I back up. And I guess the guy behind me was also backing up. So our cars, just the ends of our cars just go directly into each other. And i that's like the first like fender bender thing I've mm-hmm. ever been in and I'm like oh my god and I get out of the car and the the dude's taillights totally broken my car is like all messed up and we're just staring at each other in <laughs> silence and I'm like what do we do now your dad knows about that one 
No. He doesn't know about either one of them. Neither of them. Mm-mm. Okay. Yeah. So I, I was like, okay, I've heard about what you should do. I was like, do you have insurance? <laughs> I have an insurance card. <laughs> so we switch insurance and we've been texting and stuff. So <sighs> now you got to tell dad. Now I got to tell him and I'm yeah. scared. All right. I think what you need to do in order to get over this, because we build things up. I, I mean, I'm. I'm in my 40s and I still build up conversations I have to have with my with a parent. You know what I mean? So Mo's going to play your dad. You're going to be you. Okay. And we're going to do a little dramatic reenactment here to get you prepped of what it's going to sound like when you have to break it to your dad that you jacked up the car not once but twice. Okay. Hey, dad. What's up? Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Uh, not that great. So... Well, okay, stop. Stop there. We'll guide you through this. First of all, you got to brace him for something worse. Okay. So you have to say, first of all, I want you to know everybody's okay. Okay. Because then he's going to think like you were in a major accident. Okay, right. right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, Dad. I want you to know everything's okay, but the car, my car, our car, <laughs> it might not be totally okay. What? What do you mean? <laughs> What's wrong with it? So I was getting gas... And I didn't see a pole, and I ran into it. <laughs> and you didn't see how did you not see a pole. I was. It was five in the morning. I was kind of tired. I was stressed. What, why why you, would you be driving tired and stressed? <laughs> and why are you getting gas by yourself at five o'clock in the morning? And why are you getting gas by yourself at five o'clock in the morning? <laughs> That's true. I was actually really scared. <laughs> so much so you were distracted. I was distracted and didn't realize that there was a pole. And then I got stuck on the pole. And then I tried to back up, and that didn't work. And then I tried to go forward, and that also didn't work. Oh, no. What? Why? Why would you keep doing it? Because I didn't know what else to do. Your dad has been working his whole life to keep you off the pole. <laughs> and this, this is how you're going to back up right here, huh? Why are you cuddling with a pole at the gas station, Kylie? I didn't mean to. It just all happened so fast. Were you by yourself? Yes. I thought you said everyone was okay. Why are you lying to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of two things is going to happen here. Um, in a case like this, I never truly got, like, mad at my kid because what can you say except, like, don't do it again. Like, yeah. be more careful, right? Yeah. Um, it's not like you did it on purpose or anything like that. However, my kid did it so many times I had to take his car away. Ooh. The longer you wait, the worse it's going to be. You need to rip the Band-Aid. Okay. And if you're a daddy's girl, cry. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Mace yourself before you go in (laughs) there. Just all the mace right in the eyeballs. I'll FaceTime him and just drop his head. There you go. That's perfect. The Bird Show. Time to get buzzed on the hot goss from Hollywood with Abby. It's the Bird Show's entertainment buzz. Comedy Central, they searched far and wide throughout Hollywood, trying on all kinds of hosts over the last 365 days. They just couldn't find the right fit. And now Goldilocks, I mean Comedy Central, has finally found their man for at least one day out of the week. So on Mondays only through the 2024 election election cycle, John Stewart will mm-hmm. make a comeback to the show. Awesome. He hosted the show for 16 years. He left in 2015 for something on Apple TV that I don't think panned out. And then uh, now the president and the CEO of Paramount Media Networks, he said, John Stewart is the voice of our generation, and we are honored to have him return to Comedy Central's The Daily 
show to help us all make sense of the insanity and division <laughs> rolling the country as we enter the election season. And I think this is perfect that he's just doing it for 2024. He's only doing it through the election cycle. Mm-hmm. Because um, I'm a huge fan of John Stewart. I think he's so incredibly intelligent. Um, and also his advocacy is just to be admired. Like what he's done for the police officers and firefighters of New York City who were impacted by 9-11 and trying to get them um, the help that they deserve because of all the illness that they endured ever, you know, when the when the buildings collapsed. So, um, yeah. I'm, I was ecstatic by this news. Any comedian that has anything in his act that, or her act that has to do with politics is so happy this is the year it is. There's going to be a lot of laughs here. And a lot of crying, I think, by the end of the year also. <laughs> I know. We need more comedy for this year. So I'm excited to see him make a comeback. I think he's going to do incredible. But they're also keeping some other correspondents on the show. We'll have Jordan Klepper, DC Lytic, Ronnie Chang, Michael Costa, and Dulce Sloan all filling in as hosts for the rest of the week. And I really hope we have like another Trevor Noah come out of this. Like I really hope another star comes out of this and we have more hilarious correspondents that can um, make us laugh about our horrible election cycles. <laughs> All right. Ooh, fans thought Beyonce's mom was throwing some shade at Janet Jackson, but Janet Jackson, but she says there's no beef. So Beyonce's mom was caught liking an Instagram post that was a little critical of Janet Jackson's ticket prices. The post that she liked complained that Janet was charging Beyonce level prices for her tickets, but she said "Mm, it was an accident. I stay away from negativity. If you follow me, then you know that I am not involved in the mess. So what I am guilty of is going through when I'm in a big hurry and I don't have time to really read and liking things because I trust that these are people that I follow. That was a big mistake. I will never do that again. (laughs) I'm kind of the same way. Like, I just scroll. And to me, it's like crossing off a checklist. I'm like, double tap, scroll, double tap, scroll. So I totally get where she's coming from. But uh, she says she has no problem with the prices that she's charging for her concert. Being on the other side of that, I know better than anyone what a great production cost. And that is expensive. And I would never criticize another artist, let alone Janet Jackson, (laughs) who is the queen of production. I mean, the first family of music always have been and always will be. And I love and respect them. I think I've heard more from Beyonce's mom than I've heard from Beyonce in the yeah, last couple of years. For sure. No, forever. It's always Beyonce. <laughs> it's always Bestina. And I want to hear from Beyonce, but I get it. She's got bigger things to do and doesn't need to come out. All right. Madonna is responding to fans who sued her over that late concert start. So we talked about this last week. She was sued by two fans who were mad that at a December concert in New York, she started two hours late. They were like, we couldn't sell our tickets. We couldn't find transportation on the way home it just caused this big mess and this wasn't the first time this happened she's already been sued once for starting over two hours late and her fans are just really fed up Mm -hmm. so now a statement has come out and it says the show opened at Barclays in Brooklyn as planned with the exception of a technical issue during sound check This caused a delay that was well-documented in press reports at the time. We intend to defend this case vigorously, basically saying that there was no false advertising, that we didn't didn't say it was going to start at 8.30 and we meant for it to start at 10.30. It was a technical error. So she's had technical uh, errors for the last 
20 years because <laughs> she's been doing this for 20 years where she so shows up two hours late every time. Exactly. And I know her fans are just so, so like, why would you even buy tickets to a Madonna concert knowing like, well, she might start at 830, right. but then like it might start two hours later. I know if I did that with a Taylor Swift concert, I'd just be like, yeah, I'm going to pregame for another hour. Uh -huh. <laughs> that, that's the thing for Madonna. She's got that Lauren Hill thing yeah. about uh -huh. her. Always has. Yeah. She even said like, the queen will arrive when the queen arrives. Oh, the oh, queen okay. is never late. Uh, uh, is never late. Uh, of course. Yeah. Which I, I don't know if she was stealing that from the Princess Diaries because that's a Julie Andrews quote. She's like, a, a queen is never late. Everybody else is simply early. I'm like, only Julie Andrews can say that and not look like an a-hole. All right, people are outraged over Kim K's latest brand partnership saying this might be the most out of touch thing she's ever done. It's on your next eBuzz on The Bird Show. Hey, The Bird Show. All right, look, if you're going to have problems in your marriage, can we just put them on pause for the first two years? All right, can we just make the first two years an honest relationship before the marriage starts crumbling? Katie knows somebody who already, they just pretty much got married. It's a new wife. And this dude finds out that she's been lying about finances? Yes, and I want to know what you all would do if you are, were in this situation. So my friend, her father, he just recently got married to a woman that he's been dating for about two years. They decided to keep, the, you know, no real wedding. They just went to the courthouse, had a little reception. They're like, eh, we're too old for that. Let's just get straight to the point. And <laughs> for the most part, from what my friend has known about this relationship, it's been good. She's met the woman. She thinks the woman is nice and great. So she, of course, was like, I'm happy that she's in our lives now, right? They've, there's been no red flags that they've noticed. No red flags at all. So when they... That's a red flag, by the way. <laughs> no red flags, no is, red a flags red flag. is a red flag. <laughs> there has to be at least one little red one. got to be something one wrong. One little red one. It should be a yellow flag, not a red. All right. There is no such thing as no red flags. No. Right. Can't be too... That's too... It's perfect. Oh, I guess. So before they got married, they discussed what their future would look like because they lived in separate households and they lived in an apartment and they were trying to determine, do we get a house? And if we're going to get a house, then we're going to need to make this investment. There's going to be a lot of money that we're going to put into this. However, she told my friend's father that, you know, let's hold off on the house because I have some debts that I need to pay off. And I just want to let you know, before getting married, mm -hmm. I'm in debt. Mm-hmm. So maybe getting a house right now is not the best idea. We can just do an apartment. It's only the two of us. Our kids are grown. She was honest right from the jump, though. Right. That's so, a green flag. Hmm? Is it what? That's a green flag. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Show all the ugliness right off the bat. But That's what Mo says. Some debt. Might consider, some might consider that a little red flag, considering how significant the debt is. For sure. So he's like, you know what? If we're going to be a part of this union, you're my woman. I got you. Right. <laughs> Because at this time, he's thinking, I make more money. Mm -hmm. I have a little stuff stacked up. How much in debt are you? And I'll see what I can help you pay off. Sure. So we can get down. So she tells him how much debt she is. And it's probably ranging nearly 30K. Oh, okay. Of debt. Okay. That's, that's significant. Uh, a little heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Very heavy. <laughs> but he helps her pay it. He pays about 25. Ooh, okay. Come on, King. Right? Wow. Because mm -hmm. he got some money stacked up. And yeah. this is his lady. Why not? Not thinking anything of it. They get married. They've only been married for like a month or so, not too long. And he notices one day going through mail that there's like a, um, I guess like her savings account statement that's out on like the table. And when he sees the number. Uh -oh. It was already open or he opened it? It was already open. Okay. It was like with all the mail though, like, you know, you open mail, right, just right, leave right. it around. And he sees the number. She has about a quarter 
of a mil <gasps> in her savings account. Uh-oh. In her savings account. In her savings account. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> Not only that, he sees this. He's upset. He confronts her like, hey, what's this? Where does money come from? Right? You never told me about this money. And she confesses. Um, I've been lying about my finances. I actually had this money stacked up. I don't know what excuse she gave. She just said that she had money stacked up. And then she told him about her income. Not only that, he thought that she probably made about 70K a year. Mm-hmm. Oh, she's well in the six figures. Oh, good boy. So now he feels like, I just help you pay this debt off that you could have paid yourself. Easily. Easily. But you, you, you purposely didn't tell me this. What do I do with this information now? Look, man. Ooh, financial infidelity ooh, sucks. Totally. I mean, the... This is so tough for me because my first instinct is I want my money back and I'm gone. But you rich and now I kind of want to stay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. What was the reasoning behind her not yeah. being honest at all? I didn't get the full details of the reasoning why. She just huh. said, so, like, basically, I'm sorry. I don't know. I, don't I do know, know sometimes reasoning for a woman is, look, I'm going to have this in my back pocket. So if something goes wrong with me and my man, then I can always fall back on this, which I sort of respect, to be honest with you, because if you're depending on somebody else for all of your cash and he decides, like, this thing is all over, you've got nothing. The financial safety net, I totally understand. Yeah, but this is him paying off her debt Mm. when she has this. That's 100% wrong. And then lying on... Like, what was she trying to accomplish by lying about her salary also? Or her, she didn't lie, I guess. He was just assuming. I think from what I'm basing this off of, I think it's more of what can I get out of him? Exactly. Like, what, oh, how much man. will he really do for me? How yeah. much does he really love me? See, this is such a character thing for me. I, that's like cheating for me. I, it's such a character issue that, they, that she lied and had him cover for her when she had the means. I don't know that I would look at her the same way. For me, it would be just as bad as cheating. It's like the same thing. It's not the fact that she had the money. If you wanted to keep that to yourself and have a little stash just in case, that's fine. I mean, a quarter of a million is more than a little stash. But the the fact that you let me pay off the debt, knowing that you had that and could have paid it your own debt 50, 11 times if you wanted to, (laughs) yeah, it would be no coming back for me. Totally getting taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. Playing a fool. He must feel like a fool. What's your friend saying her, her dad's doing? Well, he's conflicted because he's like, at this age, I I thought I found love and I really want to be with her. And we just got married. We just moved in. This is a sticky situation. So he doesn't really know what he's going to do. I would be breaking up, but she's taking me on a vacation first. (laughs) (laughs) She's cutting me a check for 25K. (laughs) That is honestly the first thing she's got to do is give him that that back. And he shouldn't have to ask for it. Like after he he finds this out, he should not, she should immediately pull out that checkbook and write him a 25K check and hand it to him without him even having to ask. That's true. 100%. With interest. Yes. (laughs) It's the Bird Show. Hey, the Bird Show. All right, if you have a child and you're thinking about having a second child, I just want you to put this in the back of your head here for just one second, all right, before you pull the trigger on a second child. This was posted a couple of days ago, and thank you to the listener that sent this to me. You guys are better at picking content than I am. Um, This is posted on Facebook. Uh, It says, anonymous, because this is embarrassing to even post. My four-year-old ate my two-year-old's poop. <laughs> Whoa. 
Whoa, was not ready. <laughs> Both in the tub just a few minutes ago, and my two-year-old pooped in the tub, and my four-year-old put it in their mouth. Four-year-old gagged and threw up. Is there anything to worry about slash to do besides obviously cleaning, scrubbing all the littles things? Um, the pediatrician is closed. I thought about poison control, but it wasn't poison per se, she says. And the last line is, four-year-old thought it was chocolate. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I don't blame the four-year-old for thinking that. Nope. You just see something brown floating in the tub. You're like, mm, chocolate. That is the world of having two kids right there. A four and a two-year-old. Yeah. So, Cassie, are you being the a-hole? I have decided to do something that my husband is in support of, but one of my closest friends thinks is a total a-hole move. On my children's birthdays, I am buying myself a birthday present on their birthdays. They're still getting a present. They are not giving me the present. They don't even know the present for myself has been purchased. The birthday is all about them. But mama is buying herself a gift too. And here's the thing. Those days are very significant days in my children's lives. It is the day they came onto this planet. It is also a very significant day in my life because it is the day after carrying them for nine months that I gave birth. And it is very strange becoming a mother and then realizing that my birthday is such a significant date in my mother's life. And all this time, I'm like, I should have been getting you a present for all that the trauma that you went through to bring me into this world. Now, I'm not going to put that on my kids. I think that's a little far-fetched. But I told my husband... I'm going to buy myself a present. And so I did. I bought myself a 65-inch TV okay. for the bedroom. Okay. So Mama can disappear. Okay. Uh-huh. Mama can disappear and sit in bed and just stare at the TV when I need a little downtime or on the weekends, that sort of thing. And I was like, why not? This is a day I should be able to buy myself a gift. Moms work hard. And I don't really buy myself a lot of, like, things throughout the year. So I was like, I'm going to do it on my kids' birthdays. I'm get, it's an excuse for me to buy something. I know Mother's Day exists, but that's like an appreciation for being a mom year-round. And this is to commemorate the birthday. And Chad's like, I love it. And my best friend is like, you are an a-hole. It is your child's day. <laughs> so it's mm. I, I'm, I'm glad you're bringing this up because it's, you know, my son is two now. And we've had two birthday parties. And I went I went over the top because, hi, my name is Kristen. And I'm extra. And I own that. Um, and on his birthday, of course... It was all about him, and I knew the party wasn't for him. It was more for me. He's not going to remember. He's one and two. Like, going going big was 100% for me. But the way I justified it in my head, and I'm like, I don't know if this is narcissistic thinking or not. Like, I wouldn't say it out loud, and I wouldn't act on it, and I wouldn't expect it from other people. But it's like, yeah, no, like, for four years, two rounds of IVF, Nine months of carrying, uh, a C-section. I have this permanent scar on my stomach. I'm like, it, it, it is his birthday, but also it feels very significant to me because this mm-hmm. is the day that I became a mom. Here is the line, I think, for me, and I'm sensitive to this because my mom and dad were both complete narcissists. So anytime I hear something like this, it kind of it hits up my soul. Mm-hmm. So the difference here for me is this. If you're demanding other people buy presents for you on that day, it feels very narcissistic to for me. Sure. If you're buying it for yourself, it does not. It feels earned. Yeah, and I will never talk to my kids about this yeah. either. Like, it is their birthday for all intents and purposes. But I also am sitting back. I'm like, why 
does it feel like mom's involvement in the day gets erased as soon as the kid is born? It's their day, and it should be. It should be about the kid and their celebration, but I'm not going to erase what is and pretend that a significant day in my life didn't happen. And, oh, my God, I worked so hard with those kids, (laughs) and being pregnant was so so hard, and giving birth was hard. I'm going to buy myself a TV, and I already have in uh, in the fall when my daughter turns five. I'm buying myself a ring. I already have it picked out. That's how it's going to happen. And one day they'll be like, where's all this stuff come from? And I'll be like, it was presents on your birthday for me. What am I going to buy myself in March? <laughs> right? So, so exciting. As, so long as the attention is on the kids on their birthday oh, and you're yeah, not absolutely. stealing any of that yes. sparkle, I think it's totally This okay. is just between me and I tell my husband, yeah. he doesn't have to buy it. I am buying it. I am picking it. I will pay for it. It is a present <laughs> for me to commemorate quietly to myself a big day in right. my life. Go for it. If it makes you feel good and you earned it. Yes. You did earn Sam it. Right. Go for it, I'm Queen. Here. Go I'm, for it. I'm obviously here for it because it means more presents for me. <laughs> 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 right, Mo and Katie are still arguing about who the catch is in the relationship. Still yet? Uh, yeah. Um, I guess the first round went so well that it was we, we were demanded a second. So here we are with, with more couples in the who's the catch game that Katie and I have come up with. I caught it a little bit on Instagram yesterday. And if you're not uh, following along, uh, Mo and Katie have a podcast called In the Moment. It's on the Pioneer Network, which I legally have to tell you is mine. Um, but I saw you guys, uh, you fed up when the Michelle Barack Obama one immediately mm-hmm. came up. Yeah, Katie is giving Michelle Obama the catch over Barack Obama as well as Coretta at, over Martin Luther King. And I am I am extremely confused on both. Why wouldn't I? <laughs> Did Michelle not stand by her man and help her man and put her career aside? Yes, she did, so that there could be a Barack Obama today. <laughs> Barack put 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 himself in a position to help her just as much as she put herself in a position to help him, and he happens to be the first black president ever. <laughs> but he wouldn't have done that with a random woman by his side. You don't know that. Is, is this is this going to be weakening? Mm-hmm. Is this going to be weakening the the argument if we have another category or another mm-hmm. option, which is a push? Nah, yes. okay, that's no fun. Yeah, it's no fun. It's got to be a yeah. winner and a loser. Yeah, it's got it. But I feel like with Michelle and Barack Obama, like that's kind of like that. That's a push. I, I think he was destined to be president no matter what. He could be married to Ice Spice. Okay. <laughs> Definitely wow. not. Okay. Hey, wait, don't, you dare, don't you dare bring up no damn nice guys. <laughs> <laughs> in a conversation about Michelle. First, wait, wait. Would she, would, she be, would she be First Lady Spice or First Lady Ice Spice? <laughs> another question for another time. Okay. All right, run another one. Another All right. one. All right. Common and Jennifer Hudson. Oh. Push is not an option. I know it's not an option. This is America. No ties. I'm I'm more familiar with Common, so I'm gonna have to say Common. And I've even interviewed Jennifer Hudson, and she is lovely. And she was amazing in that Aretha Franklin movie. Wait a minute, I'm gonna say Jennifer Hudson. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm going Jennifer Hudson. I'm going Jennifer Hudson. Easy. I'm going Common. I have no reasoning. Jennifer Hudson. Okay. Jennifer Hudson. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's something we all have in common. We all know this couple: Kristen O'Barr. <laughs> <laughs> What day? <laughs> what day? Well, let's let Kristen answer that one. Huh? That's, you can answer that one. Huh? Who's the cat? Did you stop working? Huh? You were bar. Wait, I think we have to go to break. <laughs> oh, we got time. No, get back to me tomorrow. No, we'll have plenty of time. If we can get back up, get we back got nothing but time. Get back to me tomorrow. It's the Bird Show. Hey, the Bird Show.